Welcome, aftermarket pros, to For the Record. Now, listen to a slice of wisdom, a concept, a sentiment, and maybe even a rant from one of your industry colleagues. For the Record. Hello, friends. Carm Capriato, the Aftermarket Podcast Guy, with frequent contributor Matt Fonslow. Now, Matt's always on his game because he's a deep thinker, and he asked me to join him in this episode. Hey, did you ever hear Matt's rant on professional wrestling and the aftermarket? Don't miss it. It's for the record, episode 50. Hey, digital vehicle inspections can revolutionize your business. But how do you know where to start? FlexCheck Auto provides a high value for your shop, and it delivers you a big ROI. Now, the process-driven, intuitive platform design increases efficiency shop-wide and provides clear and transparent information to the customer, increasing ARO. Now, if you're a process-driven company, you'll love FlexCheck Auto because we think like you. Designed by a shop owner for shop owners. Now, in FlexCheck Auto's fully customizable DVI platform, transparency, flexibility, and a short learning curve combine to provide excellent value. Let FlexCheck Auto guide you, your techs, your shop, and your customers into a better way of doing business. Go to FlexCheckAuto.com to learn more. Hey, please don't forget the powerful content we have on the Remarkable Results Radio website. We've got books listed that my guests talk about, the listening apps page, the word cloud, where you get to focus right down to the subjects discussed inside every podcast, the series page, where every podcast is channeled into 12 series and so much more. Go to RemarkableResults.biz and have a ball. Hey, the views and opinions expressed are those of my guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the authors, sponsors, associates, or affiliates of LSTN Media, LLC. Ever watch a reality TV show that covers a business makeover or purchase? Feel like you empathize with the owner? Do you know deep in your heart that what you are doing isn't working? Ever feel that you're digging a hole and it's getting deeper? Do you know specifically which challenges you need to overcome first? Where do you start? People, processes, product? Hey, catch the banter between Matt Fonslow and me, for the record. This is Matt Fonslow, and this is For the Record, featuring Carm Capriotto. You invited me back again, huh? Always. You're always invited. Hey, do you watch much reality TV? Uh, not a lot, but I tend to remember the ones I've seen. And um, this isn't a new idea uh, for me, but I've, you and I have talked about this uh, on the phone a few times that I've watched back uh, years ago with uh, specifically the ones that come to mind is uh, Gordon Ramsay, uh, Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. And then the that was the UK version, and then he has a US version that's just Kitchen Nightmares, and that tends to be a little more American, you know, dramatic, dramatic, and uh, more swearing stuff like that. And I can't help but see a very, very strong resemblance to uh, the auto repair shop and the plight of these struggling restaurant owners, and then uh, Gordon Ramsay comes in to help them out and. Over and over and over again, you see these trends, and the trend is a lack of leadership, a lack of the a focus on quality or a focus on a process, whatever that may be. It could be the process in the front of house. It could be the process in the kitchen and, and caring about what you're doing and taking it very seriously as a professional. You know, we've all seen the commercials for these shows 
they go into the kitchen, they go into the freezers, the refrigerators, and you want to throw up and you never want to eat out again. I remember one show where the guy walked into the freezer after he decided to hire him and he said, you you served me this steak an hour ago? And it was, there was all these rotted steaks in the freezer. Yeah. And, you know, it, it really it really hit me upside the head as to... Here was a guy who loved to cook, and he started a restaurant. Here's a, here's a guy who loved to wrench, and he bought or he started a shop. And th- this is why, um, you know, the coaching industry that we have is is so big and it's so huge and it's so important in our industry to help people know what they don't know. But did you ever, Matt, just yell at the TV oh. screen? Did you just yell at the TV screen because it's happened to me? Yeah, I uh, yelled at it. Uh, I would jot things down. I would take it back to the shop with me. Uh, I would just think about it really hard because these common threads are so similar. The the, the leadership, the uh, the even the depression when the uh, businesses are struggling, the owners, managers, they start they get they get really down and they just feel like there's nothing they can do and they're just waiting to hit rock bottom and for the ship to just you know explode. Or for someone to show up with the yellow tape and just shut them down. Yeah, but some shop owners in our industry have gotten that far back, but they were smart enough to put their ego on the shelf, find humility, and and pick themselves up and say, hey, listen, uh, my business isn't bad. It's not perfect. And what can I do to fix it? And they go out and get help, join a networking group, uh, find a business coach, uh, start going to seminars and get involved in the industry. And that whole network builds and blossoms. And then they start realizing what they don't know. But, you know, when I ask you the question about yelling at the TV, every t- single time I would watch um, Marcus Lemonis, you know, mm-hmm. and The Prophet, Yep. I would see, you know, he'd go and decide if he's going to buy these places, and you'd say, no, no, Marcus, don't do this. Don't <laughs> and then he would finally build, you know, buy the place, and then the owner's true colors start showing, and he getting deeper. Uh, and, you know, although he probably knew what he was doing because it's a TV show and they're they're kind of setting up the audience for an hour, you'd start and realize, oh, my God, this, you know, he, Marcus talks about people, processes, and product, and so many processes aren't there. There's usually some really good people, but they've given up. They're they're just, if you will, the robots of the owner who sometimes doesn't have a great handle on the business. And and I think The Profit's a great show for any entrepreneur at all t- to watch because you may see yourself in that person. You may, and you probably should, at least partially. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's for anybody, even if you're a, an employee watching these shows, sometimes you can see yourself uh, in that, um, you know, there's those episodes where you had a manager who was doing anything and everything they could think of and constantly getting uh, blocked by the uh, egotistical owner uh, who maybe wasn't so much egotistical, but scared, you know, I don't want to lose what I have. You know, I have this many customers. It's not that many, but they come, they're loyal. I don't want to lose them. I don't want to alienate them. Uh, and usually when the expert comes in, whoever that may be, um, there's another one. I think I think it was called Restaurant Impossible, but I don't remember if that's the, the correct name. That might have been a different uh, series, but it was a different gentleman would come in. And essentially the same thing would... Uh, help a uh, restaurant owner figure out. And I, I guess I keep going back to restaurants 
and even bars. Bar Rescue is another really yeah, good one. I was flipping th- uh, through the channels and I saw one on beauty parlors, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's truly amazing how these shows have caught on and how it, it really shows the vulnerability of the small business person. And, you know, the, the the outside looks really cool, but, you know, they're not making any money. They can't hold on to good people. Uh, in the case of Marcus Lemonis, he usually keeps most of the people there, and he usually finds that shining star inside the business who's just pent up and, you know, is so good. And he'll go to that shining star and sometimes even make him a partner. <laughs> and then so, or sometimes say, listen, I'm going to make you the general manager. I think you've got the, the heart and the soul and, and the desire and, you know, Marcus comes in and, and actually shows the owner how, how valuable people are. Yep. What I find to be a trend is how rare it is for these people to come in and fire people. Not saying it doesn't happen, but there is a lot of times where they show up and there are employees that you're maybe even yelling at the television, get rid of them. But when things start changing, attitudes start changing. Uh, that spirit, that caring, when they see the leadership kick in and that they see the passion of the owner for what they do and what the business provides and their passion for the business and the people within it, like how much they really do care about you. All of a sudden, these people that you're screaming at the TV, get rid of them. I would have fired them immediately if I'd have found that out. No, they turn into being, maybe not the shining star, but a very important cog uh, in the uh, turning around and resurrecting of this business. And it's too easy to point the finger, right? It's, it's just so easy to do and it's natural. When you're in a grind and trying to just keep your business alive and worrying about how many stakes to make or how many widgets to buy, you don't concentrate enough on the purpose and the values of the business, which is the culture. And sometimes when that, the heart you know, here comes Marcus, and I and I I'm picking on him because I really like that show. He comes in and he's, he has this meeting, and he says, "Listen, we're, it's going to be tough, but I care about you. I care about our people, our people, processes, and product." And he and he changes the culture, and people look at him and says, "My, this guy's got heart." And even the owner may have had heart, but the heart is broken because they're not doing well, and and they've never put culture and their people first. Yeah, they're they're beaten down. They're drowning, right? They're drowning in debt. Uh, things may have started out well, and then they start going not so well. And, you know, I, I know I, I mentioned it a little earlier that I, I keep going back to restaurants, but I just see these parallels where, you know, you have the kitchen brigade or they are like the auto techs. And sure, they're generating food or dishes or whatever you may be, meals. Auto, auto techs, they're generating repaired vehicles, properly repaired vehicles. And when you start seeing communication breakdown, the, the quality drops. Or when the, the restaurant gets really, really busy, quality starts dropping. And you see that in auto repair shops. Like the, the mentality of strike while the iron's hot sometimes can have a repercussion of quality dropping. And maybe it's the quality of the repair of the vehicle. Or the quality of the returned vehicle, meaning, okay, I've, I've took care of your problem, but I left grease smudges. I left my footprints on your uh, floor mat. I forgot to take off our protective covering. Who knows? 
so that quality drops or the quality of my inspection of the vehicle. Like we're supposed to inspect every vehicle. I have a, a DVI to do, but because we're so busy and I look at my board and I see all these keys or all these tickets, I got to go grab. I race through it. I miss a bunch of things or, you know, I do the red check mark, but I don't take very good photos. So I make it, make it a little more difficult for my advisor to upsell. If I'd have had a video or a photo of this, it makes their job easier. And you just see how this has repercussions that build over time where, you know, a good friend of mine said one time, um, totally not related to this subject. Aaron Keppen one time told me that sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. I keep throwing that out on so many different subjects now. Uh, it's pretty crazy that, yes, sometimes you need to slow down to speed up. And it may not be like speed up, get more done. It might be speed up be more profitable. No doubt. Highlighting uh, gets you in trouble. So maybe a really good mental thought to have, and I'm big into these kinds of concepts, if you will, where if you see your shop going a little loose, like you say, there's a million keys up there. You can always say, stop, let's not highlight, let's go deep. And maybe the word is go deep means that we means thorough. Let's not give up on on the culture and the you know what we do for our customers. Let's not take these ten cars today and highlight them because I you're right, guaranteed one or two of them may be in the comeback bin in two or three days. Yep, and that that's worse than just not getting them done. Yeah, and apologizing, but when it does get done, it's done right, and it's done at a that high quality level that focus on quality, you know, we're, we're probably, it's kind of a, I, you know, bring him up early. Hopefully you have a guest who will elaborate on him, but uh, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, you know, quality, quality equal efficiency. And that's another, you know, falling back on always putting out the highest quality product. So that's a, that's a parallel I see a lot, just how often the, the root cause and I'm not, I, don't want to sound like I'm picking on shop owners or managers, but so many times it's, it's a leadership issue that when leadership they're, they're taught to lead and be better leaders, things start turning around and, and your employees want to be a part of something successful in most of our repair shops. I hope the more successful the shop is, the more successful everyone is. Everyone under that roof is more successful money, benefits, just joy and work. You know, there's a lot to be said to just waking up and kind of glad to go to work or at least not dreading it. And, uh, you know, when people ask you what you do for a living, you kind of have a bit of pride and that just keeps spilling over and over into so many areas beyond just compensation and money. Well, thanks for bringing the reality of reality shows here. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed this uh, discussion. Uh, I, yeah, period. There's a lot to learn by watching those. Bring them into your world, no matter if you're the owner or you're the technician, the service writer, or, you know, the odd jobs guy. Take a look at what you can learn from a reality show and then bring it to the place you work or the place you own. There's a lot of information uh, resources out there and some of them in surprising places. This is Matt Fonslow, for the record. I'll go out and watch some reality shows. 